Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Monday, February 12th, 2024. I'm Jenna Volpe. Student enrollment has declined in three out of four Long Island school districts over the past decade, as much as 25% in some as schools grapple with families having fewer children, an aging population, and people leaving who can't afford to live here, according to state figures and a Newsday analysis. Craig Schneider reporting on Newsday.com that of Long Island's 124 districts, 94 or 76% saw their student population drop from the 2012 to 2013 school year to the 2022-23 school year, with some districts seeing substantial increase decreases, including Kings Park, Port Jeff, West Hempstead, Smithdown, and Comac, according to the most recent figures from the State Department of Education. In total, Long Island student population dropped by 33,394, or 7.33 in the decade. The enrollment reduction occurred during a period when the Long Island population actually increased, according to the latest census data. Experts say Long Island is aging overall and families are having fewer children. Meanwhile, Governor Hochul wants to eliminate the hold harmless policy over school aid. The policy in existence for decades has meant school districts could generally count on receiving as much state aid as they got in previous year, even if they saw enrollment decline. So even though many Long Island schools have seen their number of students dwindle, the districts have been essentially protected from drastic state cuts. Hochul, who cited enrollment downturns in her plan, also has said school districts are sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars in reserve funds that could be tapped instead of hoarded, as the quote, to offset any state aid reductions. Her plan has met resistance from school districts and both Democrats and Republican lawmakers who say the cuts could mean teacher and staff layoffs. The New York state budget is due the 1st of April, though it's been late the last two years statewide. School voting day is May 21st. In other news, food pantries and nonprofit legal and social service agencies are being strained by a record influx of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border and in some cases making their way to Long Island. Bart Jones reporting on Newsday.com that Long Island Cares, the largest nonprofit food assistance group on the island, says demand jumped a third in 2023. Three, last month, Pronto, a major nonprofit serving the Brentwood area, hit a number it had never reached since its founding in 1969, and that's 469 new families given assistance. It is the newly arrived immigrants, mainly from Latin American countries, including Ecuador, Peru, Colombia, Venezuela, and Haiti, who account for most of the uptick in those seeking help. Quote, it is, it's a very heavy burden to keep up with the rate of new immigrants coming in and providing the services that they need. That quote from Vivian Hart, president and CEO of Pronto, which offers food, clothing, immunizations, health insurance, and other assistance. The strain is felt across Long Island with some groups asking Pronto for help because they don't have enough resources of their own to meet the demand. Agencies' budgets are being stretched to the limit, forcing them to find more funding. Officials said the root 
of the problem is a broken immigration system that in 2023 saw 2.5 million people entering the U.S. illegally. Uh, immigrants without documentation are generally not eligible for many governmental public benefit programs, so it is falling to nonprofits, churches, and other private groups to deal with the fallout. And finally, the Southampton Town Board will vote tomorrow on whether to reject the numerous contractor bids that have been submitted for a proposed build-out of a new West Hampton community center on Old Riverhead Road in West Hampton Beach. Tom Gagola reporting on 27East.com that the fate of that long-in-the-making project is on the bubble after Southampton Town Supervisor Maria Moore said recently she has questions about whether the site is appropriate for the services the town is seeking from a new community center. The proposed resolution to reject the community center bids follows news this week that the town is already considering an alternative location via a letter to the West Hampton Beach School District Board of Education to gauge that board's views on a possible community center being developed on town-owned land adjacent to the elementary school on Mill Road. Reading the weather in Stony Brook in honor of Dr. Norman Edelman, joining us to talk about 60 years since the release of that landmark report from the Surgeon General on smoking and health. Looking like a partly sunny Monday with a high near 45 degrees. Calm wind coming west around 5 miles per hour tonight. Rain likely between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m., then rain and snow tomorrow. Low around 34 degrees, light and variable wind coming northeast 10 to 15 miles per hour after midnight. Right now it's 38 degrees. And speaking of health and, um, you know, stuff like that, I I actually made a tonight edition of The Heart uh, planned all around uh, the the track I'm going to play first off. It's a tough listen sometimes. Um, and I, I don't know about calls to inaction and how okay they are. They're probably not uh, smiled upon. But I do want to say, uh, don't drive while tired, wired, uh, nor should you text and drive. Uh, this is Bare Naked Ladies. Tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. Hidden Sun from the Maroon record of 2000. A little trigger warning just before I play it, though it's a uh, really good track. Um, it'll give you all the feels for sure. The Postal Service, Jimmy Dale, Gilmore, and the Flatlanders, and the Flying Burrito Brothers in your immediate listening future before um, uh, someone... A musician very dear to the East End recently lost Jimmy Buffett and Magic Dick and Jay Giles. I am Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, broadcasting live Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, replay at midnight on 88.3 FM throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, streaming online at WLIW.org slash radio. Driving home to be 
The highways divide the cities in view. As usual, I'm almost on time. You're the last thing that's on my mind. Wish I could tell you the way that I feel, but tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. No screaming breaks Most of it's over Before I awake From the ceiling My coffee cup trips While out my window The horizon does flips The worst part was hitting the ground Not the feeling so much as the sound can't help but wonder if all this is real Cause tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel Rubberneck traffic and passers-by Slow-motion Walter, the fire engine guy Jaws of life, they tried and they tried Nobody here can know how I feel Cause tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel I guess it's over now Cause I've never seen so much, never seen so much Never seen so much, never seen so much I guess it's over There's something serene I'm just a posthumous part of the scene Now I'm floating above looking in As the radio blares and wheels spin I can see my face lump with a grin And you Sorry, I want to make sure Hidden Sun gets in there. Oh yeah, here we go. Suddenly, 
things become unsound Stumbling on the shaky ground Giving arrows to shoot tornadoes down Shoot them down to the ground
Bare Naked Ladies leading us into the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour. A little after midnight, you're listening to the replay. Welcoming onto the program, Studybook Medicine Pulmonologist, Dr. Norman Edelman. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, pretty well, pretty well. What's up? What do you want to talk about? All right. So going into the weekend, we were to, uh, we were talking a lot about you know sixty years since the Beatles arrived in uh, the states and uh, fifty years of uh, the fest for Beatles fans. Uh, but we're talking about something else that was sixty years ago, and that was this landmark report from the Surgeon General on smoking and health, which I imagine changed things up quite a bit. You always hear from, you know, mothers, for example, of older generations. Oh, we we smoked when we were pregnant or we drank while we were pregnant. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what was on this report and what the fallout has been, how it has uh, changed and shaped the way uh, Americans view smoking and taking care of their bodies? Yeah, I agree with you. It really was a landmark event. So the scientific literature uh, prior to that, you know, had a fair number of papers uh, showing that smoking was bad for your health and caused chronic lung disease and lung cancer. Uh, But the tobacco industry fought back with very, very vigorous advertising. Uh, You know, they had ads of doctors uh, promoting smoking. And, you know, in the very early 60s, they went after women with uh, Virginia Slims uh, promoting smoking. And the Surgeon General, uh, which is usually uh, just an honorific position and doesn't do much, uh, but this Surgeon General decided to take the bull by the horns and put together all the scientific evidence and published a report which said, you know what, the evidence is clear. Smoking causes lung cancer, smoking causes uh, chronic bronchitis and emphysema, and is very bad for your health. And that led to various entities uh, beginning to uh, develop their smoking cessation campaigns. So the the voluntary agencies like the American Lung Association, Heart Association, Cancer Society, as well as governmental entities. And the progress was slow but dramatic. So in that time, 1964, um, more than 40% of American adults smoke cigarettes. Now we're down below 20%. And here in the greater New York area, uh, we're actually down to about 15%. Uh, so we, the results have been dramatic. Now, you have to remember that uh, since the population has increased uh, substantially since then, the 15% uh, represents uh, of still represents a fair number of people. Does that, is that, no, and, is that, is that, sorry to step on you, doctor, but is that including, is that just nicotine? I mean, does that include people who vape or not? No, it's just cigarettes. Okay. All right. Because I feel uh, like, I uh, feel like that, that, that is significant because uh, obviously if we're going to be talking about, about smoking and, and tobacco use and whatnot, 
um, in the last 10 plus years, uh, vaping has really uh, uh, become a force within the tobacco industry to the point that they've, uh, you know, sort of joined forces a bit. Yes, uh, vaping has become an important nicotine substitute, and there's a little bit of disagreement about that. So here in the United States, we take the position that uh, vaping causes lung disease, and it does. It causes chronic bronchitis um, and is therefore not an acceptable methodology for smoking cessation. Uh, that's not true in Great Britain. Uh, the British have accepted vaping as an acceptable form of nicotine replacement, and uh, and they recommend it as a, as a tool for smoking cessation. And then there's the there's the bigger issue, which which we argue about all the time, is this thing we call harm reduction. Hmm. So so I'm a lung doctor, and I see patients who have significant lung disease, um, and I keep telling them to stop smoking, and I send them to a smoking cessation clinic, and they come back, and they say, Doc, I just can't do it. And every so often, I'll say, okay, maybe uh, we ought to cut down the cigarettes. You know, maybe when you want a cigarette, you ought to vape instead, and patients do that and they do cut down on their use of cigarettes and I believe that will reduce the injury they do to their lung and their risk of lung cancer although that hasn't been proven yet you know that's that's kind of an act of faith right it certainly doesn't it certainly doesn't help if you're trying to uh, cut out tobacco and nicotine altogether um, I would I would argue against Correct. that. Uh, the 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 vaping seems and uh, to be even more difficult to cut to cut out uh, than the smoking, but uh, you know that's just from uh, th- that's not you know study based information. Uh, yeah, so uh, vaping the reason vaping is more acceptable to people than other forms of nicotine replacement, you know, like chewing gum or nicotine patches, is that it mimics smoking. You take a breath in and you get a a shot of nicotine. It goes immediately to your brain. A very strong strong shot at that. It's amazing how how strong uh, the dosages are even versus a, a traditional cigarette as far as uh, what you're getting. Yes, they are. And and so people really uh, enjoy vaping pretty much the way they enjoy smoking cigarettes. And those who argue in favor of it say, uh, well, what causes lung disease and cigarettes is all the other stuff. It's not the nicotine. It's the TARS, the cancer-forming stuff. It's the irritation. And, you know, that. There is truth to that, but vaping is not benign. It does it does right. cause chronic bronchitis. And then, of course, when kids vape, uh, we don't know what it does to their developing brain. And there's good reason to fear that it, it does somehow alter their brain development. And 
you know, anyone who's raised teenage kids knows they don't fully develop their brains until they're in their mid-20s. Uh, and and, you know, by, that, and that, by, by that time, if they have been vaping, they're, you know, everything aside, they're almost certainly like almost super addicted to nicotine and, and tobacco or nicotine, they, not tobacco because, because it's a, but nicotine yes, nonetheless. They, they, they are addicted to nicotine and there's a huge question as to whether that's bad mm-hmm. or whether all things considered, it's better than getting your addiction through tobacco, which causes more harm. Right. So getting back to the, the harm reduction theory. So so let's let's talk about how things have changed since the 60s. And um, if that has if if this uh, report by the Surgeon General has been doing its work, obviously, uh, in one way, it certainly has. If we are down to around 15 percent, you said here in the state from 40 plus in the 60s. Uh, yeah, right here in, in downstate New York. I mean, what, one of the things we do well in downstate New York is have high cigarette taxes. And that is a very powerful tool in getting people to quit. Oh, yeah, that's true. So so the, the percentage of people who smoke in Kentucky is much higher than the percentage of people who smoke in New York. And, and the difference clearly is, is the tax. Right, right. And, you know, and it's interesting because, you you know, you talk about uh, the Surgeon General being, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, not having a, a lot of effect. But the Surgeon General did get those warnings uh, put on cigarettes. Although if you go to somewhere like Australia, you notice those warnings are a lot more in your face because they have uh, images I, I mean, they did when I when I visited in 2006. I'm, I don't know if it's the same now, uh, but you talked a bit about how uh, things are treated in other parts of the world versus the United States. Uh, has it been a, a bit more difficult um, here to to uh, cut those numbers down? Well, the warnings have an interesting history. So that's been studied. It was studied in Canada. And when you institute these uh, very graphic warnings, it, you do have an effect. You do have a reduction in the people who use cigarettes. But after a while, the effect wears off. Right. You, you know, as you just pointed out, nicotine is a very powerfully addictive substance. and And the real hardcore smokers... You know, in the beginning, they get frightened, but after a while, they say, well, you know, I'm still alive. I need it, and I'll go ahead and do it. Yeah, they're going to make the choice no matter what. The best tool we have discovered to reduce smoking is raising uh, the tobacco tax. Interesting. And uh, that's why it's really a shame that the federal tobacco tax is still relatively low. And and, uh, so in progressive states like New York, you know, we can have a high tax and cigarettes are expensive and, you know, we have low smoking rates. But as I said, in states like Kentucky, where you don't have that. You have a lot of people smoking and a lot of smoking related disease. So 
one takeaway message is, you know, your federal representatives ought to raise the federal tax on tobacco products. And and it's it's heart month, right? So can we talk a bit about how uh, smoking can affect one's heart? As it Absolutely. As it certainly does. Absolutely. Smoking actually kills more people from heart disease than it does from lung disease. Interesting. So smoking causes uh, disease of the blood vessels. So the blood vessels to your brain uh, get affected and people get strokes. The blood vessels to your heart get affected and people get heart attacks. Smoking is a major cause of cardiovascular disease. And one of the reasons why cardiovascular disease is going down, just the way lung cancer is going down in men, and, and uh, you know, other smoking-related diseases have been ameliorated. And, and when they, so in 64, what was the smoking age? Uh, it was mostly adults. It was mostly adults. It hadn't quite gotten to the kids yet. So, I mean, we have to be honest. Uh, uh, we uh, introduced cigarettes on a large scale to men uh, in the Second World War. You know, frequently there was a pack of cigarettes in their K-rations. Uh, and, you know, in all fairness, we didn't really know the uh, bad effects. Uh, so men got addicted to smoking in a wide uh, range, in a wide level, uh, in the 40s. Uh, women didn't pick it up until later. And that's why you see differences in the effect on lung cancer. So men's lung cancers are actually going down now. Women are still behind the curve. And they've uh, flattened out, but they're not going down. Uh, as I said before, women, you know, in the 60s, women's liberation, uh, and smoking was kind of a symbol of, of freedom of women. And I, I mentioned the Virginia Slim cigarettes. So they started later. I don't know when kids started. Uh, I, I, it's, uh, it's not clear to me, but but the, the targets early on were adult men and women. Hmm. Right. Kids were targeted uh, when the cigarette companies started to introduce flavored cigarettes, and uh, that that was the device they used to market it to kids, and it was a, an effective device. And that's why, you know, the federal law, which uh, gives the federal government control over tobacco products, eliminated all uh, flavors in cigarettes, uh, unfortunately, except for menthol, which they're still fighting about. Yeah. And, and of course, we, we saw that happen, at least uh, here, as far as the flavored pods and whatnot uh, for for vaping devices. We saw a, yeah, a right? thing happen. Right, yeah. I mean, Juul got into big trouble. Oh, my God. Because they were, they were selling flavored stuff and clearly marketing it for kids. I watched that, that, doc, I watched that documentary uh, about about Juul specifically and, um, and Big Tobacco. Um, really eye-opening stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, kids are now or were an important market for uh, for vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the smoking rate in kids is going down. Some of it is because they're switching over to vaping, mm-hmm. and I, you know, there may be other reasons that that we don't understand yet. Oh. Well, doctor, what what haven't we talked about that we want to make sure that we do? Uh, I, I'd really like to know uh, when when should folks, uh, smokers, vapers alike, uh, when should they consider seeing a doctor? Um, if they're if they're choosing to if they're choosing to make the choice to smoke or vape, well, the and, and, evidence and, and I and you know I should I should open that question to others because you know second second hand um, intake is a thing. Absolutely. Do you want to touch on that? Okay. By the way, doctor. Yeah. So secondhand smoke is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have patients with lung disease and occasionally with lung cancer who never smoked a cigarette in their lives, but when they were kids, lived with a father who smoked and now may live with a husband who smoked. They tend to be women, actually. Interesting. Uh, so we, secondhand smoke is a real problem. It causes real disease. And, you know, that's why it's important to get people to stop smoking. Um the best time to deal with the problem is at the very beginning when people start, you know, kids in high school, young adults, it's important uh, to stop the habit before it becomes completely ingrained. Hmm. Now the truth is the scientific data show that if people stop smoking before age 30, they are not liable to get the smoking-related diseases any more than the general population of people who don't smoke. So from a strictly medical point of view, the time to get health in quitting is before you're 30. But from a social point of view, the time to quit is whenever you're smoking. Right, right. And there are lots of social, there are lots of devices to help people quit smoking. Uh, you know, the departments of health have assistance. Uh, the uh, public health agencies have programs. And, and there there are chemical devices. You know, there's a nicotine replacement gum and uh, inhaler and patches. And there are a couple of oral medications that help people smoking. What people need to remember is that most people have to try and try again. Right. You know, the people, the people who try once and say, oh, I can't quit, I may as well live with it, are wrong. It's always worth trying to stop smoking. And if you keep trying enough, eventually most people uh, will quit. I, I have my personal um, advice, like tips, uh, putting off. That the putting off as long as possible the next one, which you know that comes with any uh, sort of addiction, uh, and then also uh, identifying one's triggers. So, uh, you know, if you always have a cigarette when you get into the car or after a meal, 
uh, using another method, like you mentioned, gum or, or, or whatever, or, or recognizing, just knowing, all right, I'm about to have a, a tough 20 minutes here. Uh, just just knowing in your head the reason why uh, you're feeling that urge, it, those are very powerful uh, things when it comes to uh, trying to, to let go. Well, you make a really important point uh, that's worth mentioning. So people smoke really for two reasons. One is chemical addiction to nicotine. Right. It's a powerful addicting yes. drug. But the other is habit. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. Yes. People develop habits. Oh, when I get up in the morning, I need a cigarette with my coffee. And, and that's, that's habits. And habits can be strong. And, and, they can be, out, and they can be interlocked with the chemical dependence. Absolutely. You know? Uh, so smoking cessation involves both the nicotine, uh, dealing with the nicotine addiction. And, and that's why we use nicotine replacement therapy, such as the nicotine patches but also dealing with the habit. And you point out that there are various strategies in dealing with the habit. Uh, One strategy is, as you pointed out, just developing defense mechanisms. We find exercise is very good. People who who exercise regularly seem to have less of a craving uh, for cigarettes. Uh, You know, smoking is kind of an oral fixation, so we find healthy snacking is useful. You know, take a bag full of uh, carrot strips and celery strips, and when you think you need a cigarette, pop one of those in. All those things are helpful. And and there are programs that can teach people to do this. Uh, At Stony Brook, we have a smoking cessation clinic. Uh, people can enroll in the clinic and, and get help that way. Or they could go online to the various public health agencies, and they all have online programs uh, to help them quit smoking. So we've got stonybrookmedicine.edu for more information. Uh, the New York State quit line is 866-NY-QUITS or 866-697-8487. Again, stonybrookmedicine.edu to explore uh, the programs available through Stony Brook Medicine. Uh, Dr. Edelman, it was an honor, a a pleasure. Thank you for joining us this morning. Is there anything that we touched on or we didn't touch on that you want to make sure is said before I let you have a wonderful rest of your day? Uh, no, I think we have a, a very good in-depth discussion, and I'm very hopeful that it will lead more people to quit, and more importantly, uh, it will lead some people to never try smoking. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much, Doctor, for being with us. This was the Medical Monday segment underwritten by Jennifer Benton. Uh, This edition of The Heart also brought to you by Glenn Hansen Studio. Glenn joining us tomorrow morning with the current artist exhibiting at his South Hold studio. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Dr. Norman Edelman. Uh, This is the Postal Service and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio. And actually, I'm going to let the Postal Service be a uh, secret track this morning and go straight into Jimmy Dale, Gilmore and the Flatlanders. Tonight, I think I'm going to go downtown on WLIWFM. 
And lately I've been turning every day But the wine don't take effect the way it used to Now I'm hurting in an old familiar Jimmy Buffett and Magic Dick and Jay Giles leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour after the Flying Burrito Brothers. It's the tonight edition of the Heart Morning and Midnight Show on WLI WFM. Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Gulf Coast nights and flounder lights I'm back on the eastern shore With my history of wrecks I think it's time to check The crap trap of life once more Need is a relative thing these days It borders on desire The high-tech world is full of bright, shiny things We think that we really require Sometimes more than others You see who and what and where you are I'm a one-man band with no immediate plans Tonight I just need my guitar Don't need to feel important or famous No limos or my little Nash car One lucky man with my feet in the sand Tonight I just need my guitar You're listening to WLIWFM, Long Island's only local NPR radio station. 
Broadcasting on 88.3 FM throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County. Streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio. It's the same place you can go to hear just about all of our our programs, our live programs, if not all of them. Uh, you can find them archived at WLIW.org. Dot org slash radio, the same place you stream us. Uh, if you missed or want to hear Dr. Edelman's interview again, that's where you'll find it. Usually uh, the archives go live around noon. I get them up as soon as I get off the air, but sometimes there's a little bit of lag time before it posts. Um, but you can find uh, any episode of The Heart. Right there. It's just another one of the things that we do for you. You can also find the Afternoon Ramble. You can find uh, the Urban Jazz Experience. Uh, You can find uh, uh, Long Island Morning Edition with Michael Mackey. Keep up on the headlines. It's all there for you right here on WLIWFM. Drifting on 
My Morning Jacket, leading us into part two of the all-music golden edition of the Heart Morning and Midnight Show. 
recorded live from the heart of the East End, the WLIWFM studio. Uh, Y'all know how I like to make a nice, clean decade uh, jump. So we're going to go two decades forward to Golden from LP's Love Lines record of 2023, then hop back one decade to the polyphonic sprees. Yes, it's true record with your golden. Then go back, let's see, 2003, three decades, yeah, to the Stranglers' feline record. Oh, I love this track, classic. It's on um, the Snatch soundtrack, Golden Brown, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. It is... WLIWFM, powered by your donations to WLIWFM.org. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is LP, and you, whoever you are, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local, listener-supported public radio station. Are we really done? Is there more to come? If it's not enough, then it's not enough. If it wasn't us, then it wasn't us. There's something about when you know it, you know it. Don't let it be gone in a moment, a moment. Don't try to be cool, baby, show it, show it.
I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're golden. And you're listening to WLIWFM, Long Island's only local NPR radio station. It's not what you do in a day. It's not what you wanted to say. It's not the color in your hair It's not the clothes that you wear Bear in mind You're golden Caught up in my You've stolen My heart It's not the car that you drive It's not your phone with an eye It's not your Facebook likes It's not your Instagram pride Bear in mind Your golden Caught up in my
just saying how you could find this next classic on the Snatch soundtrack. I think that's a John Murphy soundtrack, an excellent one. You can also find it on one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes, Metalhead. I remember Joe Diamond at Southampton Arts Center was asking me, what's your favorite Black Mirror episode? That's the, the one that came up first. I don't know why. There's a lot of great ones. And a lot of great songs just like this. I like to play as many for you as I can on WLIWFM. Golden brown texture like sun Lays me down with my mind She runs throughout the night No need to fight Never a frown with golden brown Every time just like the last on her ship tied to the mast two distant lands takes both my hands never a frown with golden brown Temptress Through the ages She's heading west From far away Stays for a day Never a frown With golden brown Never a frown. That's the goal. Sure, we miss our mark every now and then. Hey, a shout out to Michael Poor. Your request for the Golden Edition uh, Silver Threads and Golden Needles from Linda Ronstadt's 1973 record Don't Cry Now is in. You're listening future after Looking Glass, Smooth Hound Smith, 
Amanda Rogers, and Eva Cassidy. But first, Kylie Daly on WLIWFM's Heart of the East End with Gianna Volpe, the all-music golden edition of The Heart, recorded live from the Heart of the East End, the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York. Find us online at WLIW.org slash radio. sunrise meets my skin. Even with my eyes still closed, I can feel it coming in. Golden, I'll follow only golden, 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 golden She must live in Appalachia. Maybe not, but she's pronouncing it correctly. Rainbow trout and hummingbird wing. Golden, I'll follow me. Golden, golden, golden thing.
sunshine, it ain't cloudy sky. I was lost till you found me and you set me on my way. Hey, mama, you're the reason I'm feeling good today. And like a golden rainbow, you're shining down on me. Just like a Some looking glass from their self titled record of 1972. This next one, an awesome golden song. It's Young and Golden from Smooth Hound Smith's self titled record of 2013 on WLIWFM. Then we'll hop back a single decade and play My Golden Thread from Amanda Rogers' 2003 record, The Places You Dwell, on the Golden Edition of The Heart. Right here on WLIWFM. Young and golden, I ride on my way home. The night's emboldened, and it's battle with the dawn. I think you know, see eye to eye. I don't have the time to bring you to life, bring you to life. Young and golden, I make it to your door. Raise a fold on hearts and spades all on the floor. Think you know 
desear I don't have the time to listen to your lie Listen to your lie Young and golden Get high on your back porch Go and load it Still know which way is north I think you know See how to eye I don't have the time to sit and wonder why. Sit and wonder why.
You're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio.
How about a silver thread and golden needle? Thanking Michael Poor for his request here on the golden edition of the Heart Morning and Midnight Show on WLIWFM. Statuette in the Cairo Museum to J.F. Young Tutankhamen, poised upon his shallop, has speared a fish. The goldsmith sculptor sees the pose and molds it. No king could wish a prettier immortality. Forever, in delicate grace, he tells of beauty, dead yet never dying, winning his race with haughty death. Out of the dark tomb chamber, he seems to sing of joy in some predestinate hereafter, worthy a king. Harriet Monroe and the Grateful Dead on WLIWFM. Bye. 
Grateful Dead for our friends. On the golden edition of The Heart, golden warriors end year with big loss. Just look at you doing the hangdog shuffle back to the locker room, shoulder humps bulging under your jersey like a couple of wandering cod pieces. You're in a slump, all right, and someday it will dawn on you that your hard body, even as we speak, is already inching closer to a long, inevitable losing streak. And soon, those hamstrung legs of yours will race right past your final season, your brush with fame and disillusion, years of commonplace diversions. You're hurtling into overtime, gaining yardage on your rocking chair, your last pass, last play, last breath of air. Marilyn Taylor and James Taylor on WLIWFM's Heart of the East End with Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. All my golden moments could be rolled into one. They would shine just like the sun for a summer day. And after it was over, have it back again With credit to the editor for striking out the rain Very clean well, All it really needed was the proper point of view No one's gonna bring me gathered up my sorrows and I sold them all for gold and I gathered up the gold and I threw it all away it all went for a good time and a song come on but laughter was like music it did float my soul along the proper point of view No one's gonna reach me here And no one's gonna know I'm gone You may think I must be crazy And I guess you must be right But I know the way I feel today is outside not trust my senses to remember your name without corrective lenses things are never twice the same and all it really needed was the proper No. 
Sailing down this golden river of the golden edition. That's right, that's our little clue that we've got Pete Seeger up next, leading you into NPR Newsbreak with the Golden Girls theme. I'm Gianna Volpe, that was James Taylor, this is Pete Seeger, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM, powered by your donations to WLIWFM.org. The same place you can stream us. Sailing down my golden river, sun and water all my own. Yet I was never alone. Sun and water, oh life givers, I'll have them wherever I roam. And I was not far from Thanking you all for being a friend of WLIWFM. Travel. 